Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. We are doing uh, AEW Revolution. I think I said I fucked that up, but whatever. Uh, and it's me and Jeremy again. I think that, uh, like most of the AEW ones, we're going to be doing as a looking <laughs> team anyway. Yeah, but I don't know if uh, most of them, it seems like, may just be us two. It seems like, going, uh, yeah, at this point, I don't know. like every every once in a while, Joe, uh, Joe or Steve gets to go on, but still. Uh, so. Yeah, I guess I should just mention we missed the uh, because we watched it later. So like we had to finish catching up today because for some reason on the Bleacher Report website it was not bringing the rest of the show up right away. So like we watched the first of the last hour and then we waited for a while and then like it was like two or three hours and they still didn't update it. So we watched most of the matches now, but or today, but we missed the kickoff show one. And at least with the AEW ones, they kind of do kickoff shows where they actually do good matches for the first one. I think they're and they've done it for like double and or nothing. They usually always either put the battle royale either on the kickoff or it's like right at the beginning of the show but they did Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Maki Ito Maki Ito she, and like I saw something where I was talking about Maki Ito where she was like a pop star type gimmick type thing and then now that's why like she flips people off and all sorts of stuff so I I haven't even really been able to watch her wrestle yet so it kind of sucks knowing that we missed it but like Looked like Britt Baker and Maki Ito one, which later it kind of explains it too because they were doing this. Well, match. Yeah, they, uh, the, well, they came in. Yeah, we'll talk about it during. Yeah. But, the uh, what's it going? So, yeah, uh, I should have went back and tried to see if I could watch it. But if anything, I would probably have to go on YouTube or something for me to catch it. But uh, well, because I think they do the YouTube either that or they do the first hour on TNT beforehand. Like they do like the kickoff stuff on TNT and then it goes to the pay per view. But uh, uh, and then of course it was the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MGF. 
I liked the match, but also at the same time, it kind of made sense to me. Somebody on Twitter was sitting there and they were talking about, oh yeah, they're supposed to be in a blood feud, mostly because setting up this match, they had Chris Jericho doing stuff like and MJF messing with Papa Buck, which is their father or whatever. And then at one point they beat the crap out of him. And I definitely think that it wasn't his blood that they smeared up on the thing, if anything. So, uh, what's it called? But they were trying to be like, oh, yeah, now he pissed them off, that type of shit. But then the dude on Twitter was like, it's just a regular Young Bucks match. Like, they didn't really do much different, like, what they usually do in their matches. Like, they do all their spots and stuff like that and... Like, the only thing different that I saw them do was the springboard, um, what was it, Canadian Destroyer or whatever that they did. I think that was the main one that was different that I haven't seen them do, like, every single week. But, uh, once again, still a good match, though. I mean, like, I figured that Chris Jericho and MGF weren't going to win, though. Because I, I have a feeling that they're going to be doing other shit with, like, other, like if anything, they're going to try to, like, build younger talent or something. And it kind of makes I don't like it. This match I did not care for. See, I mean, it was a good match, but, like, it, yeah, like, it, it could have been a lot better compared to, like, the uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega one versus the Young Bucks. It's like totally different. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one, and I don't know if Jericho's starting to show his age, but uh, it's I, I'm just not that entertained with his matches recently. Well, I mean, and Young Bucks kinda, are what they are, but then I don't like MJF either. So you know, it's yeah. See, like I think MJF is a better talker than he is a wrestler. I think he does decent like wrestling. But, yeah. like, I definitely think that he, what makes MJF is his heel work where he pisses everybody off. I would have to agree because I don't feel he's that great of a wrestler. But, um, yeah, anyway. like, I would much rather, like, be behind, like, other wrestlers rather than MJF. But one uh, thing I like about so far watching the AEW, and we've watched a couple of pay-per-views at this point, but one thing that I do like about them is their pacing. Uh you know, because it seems like when we like when we watched Elimination Chamber, you know, most of the matches were very short, and then we had there were a couple of long ones. And when I look at the timing for for the for AEWs, they were all of them were pretty mid level in length, except for yeah. the Miro one, which. You know, which storyline wise, that made sense because they beat up Orange Cassidy uh, prior to the match, so it made sense that it was going to be short. Um, but I mean, for the most part, the rest of them were a good length. Yeah, I think the tag team battle royal seemed like the longest. I mean, other it, than it was mega match, but uh, it, it was, but it makes sense even with that because of how many teams were involved in it. Oh, yeah, there was probably, like, at least, like, 15 teams or at least 12, I think. That was easily my favorite match of the night. Yeah. 
Like, uh, I like the tag team match, but yeah, it's probably one of my least favorite matches. Uh, definitely, I like the tag team battle royal just because I always like battle royals, and I like the way that they do their tag team ones too. Like how you could and Jungle Boy one. kicked ass to me. In this Dude, one. I for real thought that Lucha, um, like, or uh, their team was gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. Because it mm-hmm. seemed like that's where it was ge- heading. Like at one point he was the last one out of his team out out of the thing. So I thought that's where they were going. I mean, it, it makes sense with any of the teams that they could have had win anyway. Like uh, I didn't think that any of the Dark Order guys were going to win just because well, of the storytelling. Yeah, I mean, they had three freaking teams. Dude, but John Silver and Reynolds were fucking awesome. I oh, they were, yeah. <laughs> I loved them in the wrestling. Uh, there was a botch from Evil Uno, though. But, like, I mean, I get why he did it. Like, uh, because the Hurricane Rana part where he did that, and then he full-on ran into the, <laughs> the turnbuckle. <laughs> well, you talk about when he, got, when he got uh, eliminated? Yeah, like yeah. you mm-hmm. see, like, and I'm sure it's gonna be on Botchamania or something, where it shows like a good few seconds where he like, because. But I think he played it off because I, I think the way the move went, it caused him to kind of do that, and he yeah. so he played well, it off as if that was what was, was supposed trying, to happen. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Was he was playing it off like he did that. But like it was still goofy looking. Oh, it was. Yeah. You watch it. Yeah. But I, I mean, like uh, more most of the botches that ever ha- happened in the show was in the battle royal. It seemed like because most of the time, like it was like Evil Uno. Then there was a couple of times where the spacing. Of, I think it was Christopher Daniels at one point. There was that a couple of like moves he was and he hurt. Was Daniels yeah, looks like you look can like barely it. move around anymore. I don't know. If... Well, I mean, he's like forty-eight or something. Yeah, he doesn't when he seem ran like into he's the... that old. But... Yeah, when he ran into the ring, he was all gimpy right at the yeah, beginning. And it looked like somebody hurt his shoulder too. I forgot who. And looked like somebody landed wrong, and it looked like it hurt her, hurt his arm. Hmm. I forgot who. Maybe it was um, like I, f- I forgot who it was i should have been paying more attention but i was just like oh it might have been kazarian actually thinking about it because i think he went over the ring at one point and landed a certain way so mm-hmm. i think like hopefully he's okay i i should have looked that up to find out if he was but still most of the teams i'm like we're cool and i like what i tell you part- Pac is still a great wrestler dude uh, was- and i yeah. love their ring name like the yeah. stable name Death Triangle is such a good name. It's probably yeah. one of the best tag team names that they've came up with out of all of them. Like I think Dark Order was a good one too, and I I love how they really leaned into the cult aspect of yeah. it, especially now. But uh, what's it called? I'm like certain of the teams are just like perfect, really. Like SEU and all them. So I'm like, it was cool knowing that I didn't even think that SEU was going to be in here. So that was kind of dope. And but it's I can funny tell you that the uh, in it too. The tag team division in AEW is way better than WWE. Oh yeah, yeah, and dude. It's, and it's almost they not even have... close. Yeah, and they must have just started having, I think it was Colton Gun that they named. 
was the other member in the gun club that came out. Yeah, like, Son of Guns or Sons of Guns. Sons yeah, of Guns. Yeah, it was something like that. I'm like they called it the gun club for like him and or uh what's it called? One of the sons with Billy Gunn. But then I forgot the name of the other brother. Uh, I thought it was Colton, but I could be wrong. But both of them, holy shit, they look almost exactly alike to like Billy Gunn. <laughs> it's uh, it's Aust- Austin Gunn is his name. Oh, okay. So, uh, so it's Austin. Oh, okay. So um, maybe it's funny I, they I still call them the Gun Club online, but it's they were like sons of Gun, is what I remember. Yeah. Their uh, trunks saying. Yeah, and it looks like the natural nightmares are going to be breaking up soon. Oh, yeah, with QT Marshall pimping out. Where he's like, uh, why did he get rid of them? And then he said, uh, like, I liked how it was like, he was like, it's a fucking tag team match. Of course I'm going to eliminate whoever. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, at the same time, I would have been like, it's like the Dark Order, right? You'd know that if the Dark Order, all six members came out at the same time, they would have destroyed everybody in the in the ring, really. It, but I mean, to a certain extent, I think Bear Country would have been the main team that they would have been like, "Oh, I'm gonna have trouble with." Same with Luchasaurus, or probably um, like they'll probably like get rid of them if they all came out at the same time. But I mean, still, it was dope. Definitely, Bear Country is super weird with their masks and shit. I yeah, like, I didn't. Uh, and who are they like normally, or? Well, I who guess who were they? They were the big guys with the red trunks. No, I meant the, did they come from somewhere else? Is somebody? Uh, I'm assuming that they came from the Indies and then they I, just showed up because okay. they had these masks where it looks like horror masks. Yeah, that's what where, I noticed, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" It's almost like yeah, that's what because when I was seeing the the image for the stuff leading up to it, I was like. What the hell do that? Because they don't look like that in the ring. What the fuck is that? And then I saw them <laughs> when they were walking out. I was like, oh, what? What? Because it doesn't make sense to me with their name as Bear Country why they're coming out with like horror themed type of masks on. That's why I thought it was weird. But uh, still, I mean, they were tight. I didn't, I missed who eliminated them though. I'm sure probably Luciosaurus or somebody. Like one of the other big teams or something got no, rid of No, it was the Butcher. Remember, he knocked them both out. Oh, Butcher and the Blade. Oh, okay. Yeah. That the Butcher, was, like, a clothesline them both. Th- one of my favorite damn teams, though, is Butcher and the Blade. Like, I really enjoy that tag team. Like, uh, especially, I think it's hilarious how the, I think I've talked about it before, how the Butcher was in a, ba- a band called, I think, Every Time I Die. I think mm-hmm. I've talked about it before. So it's so weird how like he's uh, he was in a band and then he joined it. I don't know why it's just cool to me, but whatever. But uh, also, I think this was my match of the night out of all the matches, just because I think that they had good chemistry with Sheeta and Ryu Mizunami. I think I said that right. But I thought that Aja Kong or something was going to go against uh, what's-her-face, Nyla Rose, and that was going to be what was going to happen, and then that didn't happen. Mizunami beat her. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that at all. 
But I mean, still, th- and this girl like fucking no sold a lot of moves, but it looked like they had great chemistry in the ring. Like they've done matches together like several times. So that's why I really enjoyed it. <laughs> like, and th- and this is by far my favorite like Sheeta match too. It showed like why people like her to me now. This was my third favorite match. The one thing that I mentioned, you kind of already mentioned it, was uh, the fact that um, that uh, Ryo Mazunaki is that how you say it? Mizunaki, Mizunami, Mizunami. She didn't really sell the moves. That's the one thing that bothered me watching it. It's like every pretty much every time. Uh, Sheeta would hit her. She didn't really sell the hit. Oh, yeah. And I noticed that uh, because I watch New Japan every once in a while, and certain people do that. Like, the, and that's just like part of their, I guess, wrestling is that they no sell a lot of moves. It's like, I don't know what it is, especially female wrestlers. I noticed like a lot of the Japanese ones a lot of the time no sell a lot of moves it's like oscar and stuff she used to no sell moves every once in a while too that's why she and she's a little bit different now she's definitely more wwe-ified for like when it comes to uh her wrestling same with uh, shinsuke they just do exactly what wwe wants them to do but i mean Still, it was dope, and then I love how they're doing a faction between Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Maki Ito, though, and then with Vicky Guerrero as the mouthpiece. That's going to be dope, because especially on Dynamite with Britt Baker and Nyla Rose going against each other, they whooped the shit out of each other for like 30 minutes. And then it was like Nyla Rose just barely, barely got the win on her. So that's why I was like, dope. And it made sense because they're still heels anyway. So she's probably like, yeah, let's do this so we can get the belt. And easy way for them to break up, too, eventually at one point, is all of them trying to get Sheeta's belt, right? Yeah. Like, they're all like, hey, I want to get it. And they're like, no, 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 no. And arguing all the time. But, I mean, I definitely think that they should stay a stable for a while, though. <sighs> So pretty much, yeah, I don't know. Everything was cool. It was funny. I went to go um, because I was cooking food at the time when I was watching this. So I walked away for a few seconds to grab the food. And then I just hear ding, 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 ding in the background. I'm like, oh, shit. Did somebody just come in and sabotage it? And I walk over there and I see them. I was like, oh, well, son of a bitch. But that's cool. so yeah uh, and then of course the next match was uh, Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor and it, it makes sense I guess that Miro was in uh, as, uh, good friends with Chuck Taylor for a while I guess because I thought that uh, Miro was just a straight WWE person but like the way that they've been booking their stuff like at one point during the wedding thing that he was the butler or whatever for them. And I know that they were talking about Trent that he knew Trent too, but then Trent got injured uh, and he's going to be out for a while. So, I mean, I think that 
pretty much the difference was is like I think they switched positions from like Trent to Chuck Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I mean, still, this match was cool. I like how they sabotaged it. He like smashed his face in the window and all that. Like I like, and I like how he carried him out. <laughs> and then he was like, "Hey, do you want to?" Like you could have ended this at any time, like the whole time with Miro. I think the only difference was is like the whole uh, Penelope Ford getting knocked down, and you could tell that there's dissension now. It looks like they're gonna tr- possibly break up Kip and Miro at one. Well, point. Miro needs to go single. Yeah, I definitely think and they so kind too. of. I alluded, think he should be going after. And they the kind belt. of alluded to that during the match, kind of that. Yeah, it's like he carried the whole match. Like he need he, uh, Kip Sabian didn't even need to be in the match. Yeah, and this was th- this me, match. Like I said, was short earlier. It was only seven minutes and fifty seconds. And it seemed like most of it was like the in before part. Well, that and when they waited like, for Orange Cassidy to kind of make it out. Oh yeah, make it back <laughs> yeah. out again. Yeah. And I love Orange Cassidy. I don't know what it is. It's probably because his gimmick is just his. Well, own, it's a right? new. Nobody it's a, it's an original kind of gimmick to me. You know, it's not like it's yeah. a remade gimmick from something else. I mean, you know, a lot of these, you know, you can see like, oh, that seems a lot like you. Know, you were talking about it during the match, of uh, the the uh, ladder match. Uh, Max Caster is like a. John Cena. Oh yeah, like a lame yeah. version. <laughs> you know, and so definitely like, especially with his rapping at the beginning. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, uh, I thought I used to cringe at John Cena doing his shit at the beginning when he was a heel, and then when I heard that shit, I was like, oh my god, this is god yeah. awful. So I mean, but I mean, people cheered yeah. it, but anyway. But uh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, I like how they're still having Miro as undefeated, even with everything that happened. Yeah. I like how they beat the shit out of Kip Sabian for most of yeah. it, though. Like all the moves that happened really happened with Kip Sabian. Well, who's gonna? I mean, like, Miro's so damn big. I mean, that's the thing with WWE. Rusev, they should have continued pushing him, especially during the Rusev Dude, Day stuff. I don't know why they did. They went and did that stupid. Well, they ruined it when they went the whole Lashley route. It's like they were almost trying to get rid of him at that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, It it seemed like at first when he cut his hair and stuff like that, right? I mean, I think it started with the Dolph Ziggler thing, how they switched the Dolph Ziggler thing and then switched Lana to be with Dolph and him to be with uh, some Ray or whatever at the time. I think the dissension started with that and then when he became a mid-carter and then did the Rusev Day thing and then they didn't mean for it to get over and then got over and then it was like ever since whenever that started it was like slowly peaking where they were just dying out on Rusev. But that's a, that's like. a difference of and, how they played him versus how they went with Daniel Bryan because the whole Oh, I don't yeah. think the whole yes movement thing was planned either, and that blew up, and they had to write it because they changed the whole. I remember back then with, with WrestleMania and all that stuff, 
and Triple H and all that crap. They pushed that and changed that whole plan because of how over Daniel Bryan was. Well, and because CM Punk quit. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so they had to do. I get that, but... but at the same time, it's like with Miro, he was getting over, and and he was getting over with uh, what's his name, Austin, Aiden English. Being his, uh, yeah, eight in English. Um, yeah. and then they just stopped that. It's like, what the oh, hell? Yeah. I mean, it's like, they, uh, yeah, it seemed like that was a purpose for you to make money. Yeah, all you needed to do was turn him face, and then just every time, whenever a heel came out, right, had a heel came out, and then he was like, oh, guess what? It's Rusev Day, and then blah blah blah, and like interrupt them when they're trying to do their spiel. Yeah. Right? And he could have been a face for a while, right? Well, he would have been selling merch. The, he already and did. And the thing is, they could have flipped him heel whenever they wanted to because of the fact he was Romanian. I mean, they are Russian yeah. or whatever you wanted to play it off as, Bulgarian brute, right? They could have just flipped yeah. him where he went off one day because the uh, crowd he wasn't liking, <laughs> how they were reacting to yeah. him. And, yeah, yeah they and he could go back to the whole. I mean, the gimmick honestly was perfect for him with the whole anti-American thing. Yeah, uh, and like, what's it called? That's why I say, like, this shit with Miro and AEW is working fine. Like, doing it's the working fine, shit. but he's kind of like I it's more him. of a I comedic love... thing. I just want him to become the beast that he really is. Oh yeah, it's like Braun Strowman, well, right? I mean. You know, you push Braun Strowman for so long, and then you stop. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't get it. You know, when when the dude's the monster among yeah. men, and then he get he, you know, he's. It sounds like the booking this year for WrestleMania is going to be him against Shane McMahon. Which what? Yeah, but they're they're moving towards that. If you I don't pay it, it, care to see but, Shane McMahon in a wrestling match like anymore. What the dude's the a monster among men, and you think Shane McMahon even has a remote shot? But yet they'll make it oh, seem yeah. like he does. And I'm like, really? But yet the dude, when Brock yep. Lesnar was around, was pulling down stages on top of people, and now he can't even beat a freaking middle aged owner it's like oh it's stupid i mean and that's where i think they're faltering it's just like when i was talking and i know i've gotten off aew a little bit but it's just like i talked about with the alexa bliss thing they're working this perfect and they're they're kind of almost ruining it again and they it started with how royal rumble like that's what they do yeah, it's, it seems like that's what WWE does. Is that they start off with a cool premise, do a little bit of stuff, and well, then they just forget. Well, what I they're think doing, it's cool what they're doing with Randy Orton and, and the Fiend right now, which you know they're setting that up for WrestleMania too, or Fastlane maybe. But I think it would be a better WrestleMania thing. But yeah, but, uh, with him, I don't know if you saw Raw last week where. Randy Orton was talking to himself in a video. Oh, I haven't seen it but yet. The, no. They're doing this Papa Shango type thing where he's puking up this black shit. Randy Orton is, and it's and it's oh, yeah, so, yeah, and it's and it's uh, the fiend causing it. But uh, Alexa Bliss is involved in it, like she's channeling it, you know. So yeah. it's 
Right. But they could have done so much at Royal Rumble with that, and then they you saw it. I mean, she got knocked out yeah, as the transformation. Yeah, happened. honestly, I thought that Alexa Bliss should have won it, but I mean, just her transforming and then wrecking yeah. house. That oh, well, yeah, that's what I said. They but ruined I mean, it by not doing that. It's like they could yeah. they could capitalize on that shit where she she can become the woman version of Bray Wyatt. Because they've already yeah. started it. I mean, literally, they can just complete the the turn, and she can be, you know, the funny, the fun house type Alexa Bliss, and then on the blink of a dime, she can be this freaky shit, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, but anyway, and I think it's even more interesting with her because they're doing it in the ring, um, unlike you know the fiend who just comes out as the fiend. Alexa Bliss is oh, changing yeah. in yeah. the ring. Like she'll go from one character to another to like she's Firehouse Funhouse yeah. Alexa and then she's the old Alexa Bliss and then she's the the terrifying one. So I mean that's you know they're not even they're not doing yeah. that with the fiend which is kind of funny which they could do. They could do the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, back to uh, but anyway, push Miro. <laughs> yeah. Miro should be into championships matches with uh, Eddie Kingston or anybody else. I mean, granted, you can't really do much with uh, Kenny Omega right now, knowing that he's a heel uh, champion, but also at the same time, you could. The way that that's one thing I like about AEW too is that they show that when two heels are facing off, it's for like a bigger prize. So it makes more sense and more people are behind it. Really? Especially you already know if it would be like Miro going against Kenny Omega, it would do a full on like face turn for him. Yeah. If they yeah. like did something right. Right. So that wouldn't be surprising. I, I just hope that they do like a slow build thing that they are doing and like doing to it. But, uh, the the main person that I want to eventually take the title off of Kenny Omega though is uh, we'll talk about the next match was is Adam Page versus Matt Hardy, the big money match or whatever. Which I mean, I figured that Hangman was going to win it anyway. I had a feeling. I'm like, hey, and I, I can mean, t- it really doesn't yeah, do anything for Matt. But Hardy. I can tell you what, Matt Hardy looks better <laughs> in this match than he has in a long time. Oh, yeah, and I loved how he was, like, working his arm, like, the yeah. whole time, or his hand, and he was yeah, doing biting all the, the fingers shit and to... stuff. But, yeah, it was... Yeah, he was, like, fucking being brutal as shit, and that's why I was like, okay, that's the type of heel Matt Hardy that I want to see, is, like, him... But what I'm getting at... Wanting to put but what I'm getting out. at, too, is just the... I kind of alluded to it earlier with Christopher Daniels, how he's looking his age. For a while there, Matt Hardy has been... Like he looks almost hurt, and and in this match, I don't feel that he did. He didn't look like he's older or like been hurt. So, oh yeah. So that was nice to see because uh, in previous matches that we've watched or that I've seen, I've mentioned that a few times was that Matt Hardy looks like he's almost done, and especially comparing himself comparing him to yeah. Jeff. Jeff still looks young, considering how well, many I mean, considering how many too. bumps that dude's taken. I'm shocked Jeff Hardy wrestles the way he does. Both still. of them, really. yeah. But I, I mean, 
I think Jeff the main taken, thing for Jeff uh, reminds me of how Darby Allen's going to be in twenty years. Oh, yeah, you know, because you know, he'll years, still yeah. be taking those damn bumps in twenty years and still look like he's fifteen. Matt oh, Hardy yeah. looks older well, and walks that, around like he's older. But anyways, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's the difference too when it comes to Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy is that uh, I definitely think that doing the leg drops have kind of fucked Matt's back up, right? Yeah. So that's probably why he walks around like the way that he does instead of like how Jeff like lands on his back. Yeah, but I also noticed, like I was saying, in this match, he's not walking around even like that. In this match today or yesterday, he didn't walk around even like that. Yeah, I liked how they ended up having Paige doing the dead eye, which I think he called it the rite of passage when he was in Ring of Honor. Because the first time I saw Adam Page was when I was, when he was in Ring of Honor and he started out like that and it was like a college football type gimmick that he was doing, right? Like at the time. Uh, I'm assuming that probably somebody made him do that or at least, I don't know. I don't know how wrestling works when it comes to making gimmicks at first. I'm sure that some of it's like... Uh, working around each other right like they're like yeah try this and then you make it work around a certain thing but like ever since then like ever since i saw him wrestle like that like he's been very consistent like every time like i've seen him wrestle that's why i'm like especially the the ring work that he does and everything like you could like he sells great he could talk great too like like, yeah, I believe everything that he does. Like, you could see in his eyes like he's in pain when it comes to stuff with, like, Kenny Omega and stuff like that. That's why I think that the main person that should get the title off of Omega, like, it doesn't have to be, like, right away either. It could be, like, eight months from now, like, during All Out or some shit. Like, uh, a while from now. And, and it's already a built story, right? Like, it's like he he hasn't won the title. He, he wants to win the title. He wants to do it on his own. And he wants to be treated like part of the elite, like he's holding his weight. Uh, or, like, pulling his weight, really. And, and that's mostly why I think that it would make sense with him. I've already talked about it a couple of times, but... Anyway, still decent match. I mean, uh, uh, what's it called? Probably my second favorite match. But then there was, of course, the ladder match, which they debuted Ethan Page for this thing. And we were talking about first, too, how uh, I was trying to figure out why there was a sonic ring up on the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was like, why yeah, I didn't is there get a sonic that either. Ring? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, why? But then when I was watching the rest of it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's the brass ring. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now, then. Because, of course, they didn't say anything about that where we, because this was the match where we started watching it. It was like, well, I heard there was a brass ring, but what does that mean, the brass ring for the. You know how they say, like, you go oh, for the guess, brass yeah. ring for you to, like, because I think they were trying to be, like... Symbolism? 
uh, like this is a show in like you're gonna be a big name eventually type of thing. That's what it seemed like that they were trying to do. Like anybody that was doing this one, they want to go for the brass ring. They want to get the become AEW champion at one point. That's what I'm assuming that they were trying to explain. I mean, I just thought it was goofy, you know, there was a giant ring up on the top. But, like, I got it after we watched, I started watching it. But, anyway, the I think the right person won. And I didn't realize that it's on this Wednesday. So, like, he only gets, like, three days of rest after the uh, ladder match. And then he's already having his title match. Yeah, but for Darby, Darby Allen, Allen, it's the same thing, so, technically. I mean, because oh, he well, just wrestled that, in yeah. the match. That's after this one, but I mean, yeah, the Street Fighter or whatever, yeah. And uh, but like, anyway, I really love Scorpio Sky anyway, so it was good. Yeah, this match won. I was, I was another one I wasn't that all invested in watching it. Yeah, like they had some cool moments in it. Like at one point, like I figured Lance Archer was going to choke slam. Yeah, we talked about that while anyway. we were watching it. The, the... <laughs> Even though, that, was, yeah, even it, though that it, his like finishing move, I don't yeah. really care for all that much. But the it was slam is cool better. to see Jake Roberts do his uh, clothesline, though. Oh yeah, like I would much rather see him do the DDT well, yeah, though. I mean, but uh, I I know why he doesn't do it though. <laughs> but uh, the cool, I think. Especially the coolest the mat, that... uh, one of the coolest moves did happen during this match, though, and probably hurt a little bit. I think I'm not sure if it was Cody Rhodes or Penta that did the the on the ladder. The, it was the Canadian. Oh, destroyer. The Canadian yeah, destroyer I'm not sure who ladder, did yeah. it. Yeah, it was yeah. both of them. It was it was Cody Rhodes took the fall, like yeah. the landing. But, like, if anything, it was the safest for Cody because his his head was nowhere near the But it was one of the coolest (laughs) moves of the night, though. But, yeah, yeah, I love Penta anyway. I like to just call him Pentagon because that's, like, I was watching Lucia Underground and that's what they named him. His name was Pentagon Jr. And then when he turned heel, it was Pentagon yeah, here Dark. Penta L Zero Miedo. Yeah. At one point, it was, uh, because it just means like Pentagon has no fear yeah. type of shit. That's his thing. Is Sierra Miedo is like no fear or whatever. Yeah. So he does like a lot of crazy shit. So, uh, and then Lame anyway, John yeah, Cena like was Ethan in this Page match. And then cool. Ethan Page. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that fucking thing with the, like a Max Ca- a Max Caster coming out and him saying that shit and people cheered it. I was like, "What? Isn't he supposed to play as the heel?" Yeah, well, he <laughs> said something about well, he didn't like, he say something right. about the the Mr. Potato Head stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah his, that like was that, within yeah. his lyrics that I remember. But anyways. It, it, Lame John Cena and then Ethan Page made his debut. So he was the second or he was the second person that debuted and we'll talk about who um, the other one was after yeah, this match. Well, was he was the first, first one, one that debuted. After, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, anyway, it was still cool and I wonder about the, I like Ethan Page's new uh, theme though. It's pretty dope. I don't know what his old theme was, so I can't say. 
Well, I don't <laughs> think I heard his TNA theme either. So, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, his theme that he has mm. right now is cool. But I don't know if he's still under contract with TNA. Or, because you know how they have the impact. I think I read that he was with the Good Brothers on there. See, that's what I thought. But yeah, like it, it seems like they have a working environment with all of them now. Where it would be dope to see Minoru Suzuki show up and whoop the shit out of people. He's like this dude that's like. I don't know, probably in his forties mm-hmm. or fifties. I don't know exactly for sure, but he's like a dude that shaves his head and shit and like beats the crap out of people. It's hilarious. Like I've seen him on, I think uh, what's it called? I'm trying to think of the, and damn it, I'm trying to think of their. Uh, they always do a, a Wrestle Kingdom. There we go. Uh, like I've seen him wrestle twice at Wrestle Kingdom. There was one where he went against, I think it was Hiroki mm. Goto, and it was a dope ass match. It was for the Never Open Weight Championship, but it was it was pretty cool. And then I think it was like a hair versus hair thing too added to it, or maybe it was another match that they did. I think it was like another year or, so, or the year prior or something like that. There was a hair versus hair match. And then he lost, of course, and then he just shaved it. Like he didn't even give the opportunity to, to mm-hmm. the other dude to shave it. He just sat down and was like, see, <laughs> man. <laughs> just cut it himself. And he's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because most of the time it's always like the heel gets his comeuppance and then they sit him down and then it's like a struggle thing. Like when Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon mm-hmm. got their haircut. So it was funny how he just sat there and he's like, man, fuck this. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Scorpio Sky won. So I don't think that he's going to win against Darby Allen. I think they still have stuff to do with Darby Allen. So I think if anything, they're probably going to do a 20 or 30 minute long match together. And then they're just going to beat the shit out of each other. And then Scorpio Sky is going to lose. But, I mean, even if Scorpio Sky won, it would still be cool anyway. I really enjoy his stuff. And then, of course, we were talking about uh, about who was going to get signed. And we were thinking that it was going to be Carter Angle. Because he did, like, teasers where it said to be continued and stuff like that. Where he was signing and, like, putting on ring gear and stuff. And then Christian Cage Yeah, kind of that <laughs> did surprise me. Because I think there was talk that he was still under wwe contract but then i guess he wasn't obviously because he uh yeah if anything they probably just wanted to tell the story with christian and edge for Royal rumble right because they kind of did that with carlito at one point they had him show up for Royal rumble and then he i think he did a wrestling match the next night and then they they were done with him even though there was like really like Carlito looks swollen. Yeah, they're talking about there's room. I think but, Bobby Lashley's uh, trying to get Carlito or something is what I've heard. But well, Bobby Lashley, let's just say Bobby Lashley deserved the damn belt. I think. But it, you know, should have gotten it one like of the things I don't, and I know ago. they're trying to make uh, Drew McIntyre stronger by the way they did it. I think. But 
I don't like the the fact that Drew McIntyre lost and he doesn't get like a rematch. Oh, like yeah, he because didn't the get Miz, a rematch. The Which Miz I'm lost. The Miz lost, wrestling. and he's got a rematch tonight on yeah. Raw. So I'm wondering if Drew McIntyre is going to be going against Bobby Lashley at. I don't know. I heard a rumor that he's going to be facing him at WrestleMania. See, see, it would make sense to me for that match anyway. Like, I would much rather see that match rather than Drew versus Orton. Well, yeah, Orton, I think, like I was saying earlier, is Orton is going to be against The Fiend. I think that's going to be the way they're going. See, as that makes sense too, and I, I definitely think that a fiend needs to beat him within a few seconds. I think he should just come out and just re- beat the shit out of him. Because we know there's him. only two but for Fastlane. I know Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan are facing each other at Fastlane, and then there's one other match that's been confirmed. But other than that, I don't know if there's anything. Yeah. If anything, it's probably going to be a short pay-per-view again, too. Yeah, I couldn't believe the Elimination Chamber was only an hour and a half. I still can't get over that. But anyway. Yeah. But my second favorite match was the one we're getting uh, ready to talk about. Oh, yeah. Even though it was a cinematic match. I mean, like, yeah. But one of the best spots was, well, there were two, and Darby Allen did both of them. One happened at the very beginning when he jumped off the brick wall. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that one too. That yeah. was dope. How he threw him and then he just bounced up off of the damn thing and yeah. did and the then, coffin drop into him. Then the second like, oh, one is when dope. he did the damn, from the second story, he did an elbow drop. Oh, yeah. the elbow drop part? Yeah. Yeah, the, the way that they built this match, it was cool because, I mean, Sting didn't do any bumps. I like how the, the street fight element, they still had a ring there. I like how all the members were involved. So even now, like if this was like the last match where they were fucking with Darby Allen. Yeah, and I can't believe sense, that right? watching this match, Sting does not look 61. Yeah, I know. He felt like he was wrestling. He looked like he was wrestling when yeah, he went I mean, against it's, Seth It's crazy Rollins. how... He does not look that old, you know. Unlike these other guys that look their age, and I've said, or don't, or look older. Like I've talked about with Christopher Daniels and Matt Hardy, look definitely older. And an, a good example is X Pac. If you've ever seen him, like outside of wrestling, the dude barely can walk because <laughs> his knees are so jacked up. Half these yeah. guys look their age. Uh, Jake the Snake. We were talking about that when we watched it last night when he was out there with oh yeah when he closed yeah i mean it's like he hurt himself yeah and he's fell over you know not much older than sting is and there's a noticeable difference well another one is undertaker undertaker looks noticeably older than than sting does oh yeah yeah Sting yeah. looks in a lot better shape. I mean, granted, he took more time off, right? I think it was like when Seth Rollins, it's been at least like, what, yeah, like but four still, or five years? I, mean, I think since then. 
and he didn't wrestle at all in that time. And then Undertaker was still yeah, wrestling at least I mean, once a year. You could say the th- same thing about Goldberg. Goldberg doesn't look the same anymore either. Hey, I agree. Oh, I'm just I mean, saying, I, I'm not, I was just like, Especially Goldberg. Holy shit. It's like he can't do yeah, power I mean, moves anymore. Yeah. Holy shit. Most of the moves that he does, he can't fucking do anymore. Like, he struggles to pick certain people up. I was just surprised yeah. when he did it to Bray Wyatt. Like, and he didn't hurt him because how big Bray oh, yeah. Wyatt well, is, and he was well, able to, like, well, get him down. Well, he messed up in the Drew McIntyre match. Remember that one? That was lame looking. The the jackhammer. Yeah. He could only lift him halfway up. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like in his age, he can't really do as much power moves so, as he anyway. used to. Which that's why that's my main thing. Where where I saw like okay, um, knowing that we're mentioning it, I saw like a meme where it was talking about uh the part timers in WWE and then they're like Oh yeah, what about an AEW? And it was showing like Arn Anderson and all these people. I was like, you do realize the only person, and they even mentioned Jericho, right? And I was like, probably the youngest out of them all is probably Jericho, like Jake the Snake and all them. And then I was just sitting there, I was like, dude, like at least most of these guys don't yeah. have the damn championship. They gave all the part timers, most of the part timers, like all except for maybe Taker. They've given the damn championship to like Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. I'm trying to think of the other ones, like other part timers at the time, because I mean, it it seems like maybe Edge will win. If anything, I don't think that's going to happen. If anything, it's just going to set up Roman Reigns to be like more of a fucking dick. (laughs) He's going to be like, well, that'll be stupid to give it to Edge. I mean, honestly, Edge isn't the best wrestler anymore. Uh, the fact that he, the fact yeah. that he's well, even in the saying. title picture is stupid. But anyways, I, I'll get off of that. It's well, that that's my, uh, well, that's what I'm saying is like for mine, for my point of view on it, I don't think part timers need to end up having the belt, and the only person that actually yeah. won the belt was Jericho, right? But he's wrestling oh, I know. just that's, about on yeah, every show yeah. on AEW. So it's like it doesn't count for Jericho because he's consistently yeah. wrestling, right? There's not that many times that he's taking time off. But most of these other guys like Jake the Snake and shit, yeah. he can't fucking wrestle. So it's nice to know that they are like putting them up on a thing to help the younger talent, right? Like Jake the Snake's with Lance Archer. Oh, it makes yeah. complete sense. I would agree for him yeah. to be with Lance Archer. Uh, like it makes sense for Arn Anderson to be with Cody, right? Like it was like, uh, and then same with Tully Blanchard with FTR. It makes complete sense for Tully Blanchard to be with FTR with how much they were building up, like they're old school wrestlers and shit. So it makes sense for that. But they whiff in the damn title belt. They ain't trying to go for that. They had Tully Blanchard in a match, and it looked like he did just as good as he did, like, fucking years ago, right? I mean, sure that they protected him, but, like, to not have him in the ring a bunch of times, but, like, he still looked as good as he did, like, freaking 30 or 40 years ago. Mostly, probably, because he stopped wrestling so much. Oh, and the funny thing is, you mentioned, I remember during the Sting match, and I'm just thinking about it because I have it up on the screen right now. 
when when he broke the bat. Yeah. If you watch Sting, he turned the bat a specific way, so he knew how he where he had to hit him. Oh, yeah. like if he, he looked at the end way, like it, it broke, break. but yeah. you watch him turn the the bat and look at it like I have to hit it from this side, otherwise it's not gonna break. But uh, yeah. anyway, but uh, yeah. And it makes total sense for that anyway. But anyway. Oh, it was. It was my second favorite match, like I said. And then Sheeta was third. And my favorite was the. And, of course, I love Brian. I think the main thing, too, is like Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are fucking awesome. I love Darby Allen. Well, Ricky Starks looked better in this match than I had seen him previously in other matches. He looked good in this one. Yeah, and at one point he was fucking fast as shit against Sting. Like when I was yeah, when he looking speared at him, the yeah. part where he mm-hmm. speared him, right? We went wham, wham, like with, within a few seconds. I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, that dude's quick. Like, and just imagining, like, if like that's how he trains, is he runs like that fast? I'm like, dude, that, uh, but anyway, like, that's why I say, like, Team Taz is dope. I like Powerhouse Hobbs too. I want to just call him mm-hmm. Will Hobbs, yeah. though, but still, whatever. Uh, so, anyway, we'll talk about the caveat yeah. <laughs> in this last match, right? So, Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley. It looks like uh, John definitely was like worried about the match, or, or like he was just sitting there, and was like, fuck. Like I kind of don't want to ma- do this match because he pulled out booze at least twice during the match. I don't know what it was. If anything, it was probably fucking. I think he's either a Scotch or bourbon man. But I mean, I could. You be saw wrong. something I didn't because I don't recall seeing <laughs> well, that like, watching the match yesterday. Oh, when he walked, to, I'm like, okay, so. At one point, he comes out, and, like, you could tell that they were trying to, like, make him bask in it, right? They didn't want him to rush it. So, like, they he, when he first came out, and he walks to the middle section, and he stares out at people, and he's, like, kind of, like, messing with people. You see, at one point, he reaches into his jacket pocket, and he pulls out a flask, right? Doesn't show him drink anything. It's like he turns around, okay. and then he sips out of it, right? Then he makes it to the ring, does his usual spiel, starts going through everything. Then Kenny Omega comes out. I definitely love Kenny Omega's ring thing. It sounds I like TJ Perkins. I used to not That's enjoy my problem, that much. <laughs> kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but also at the same time, it reminds well, that, me that's of what it fucking old Street too, Fighter but, games. Yeah. Right? And but I just, it reminds Fighter me of TJP right? back in WWE for some reason. Every time I hear it, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, it reminds me of kind of like if you're but, playing but old yeah. Street Fighter mixed but, in with like old I agree with Japan you. I mean, like music. Like, uh, if you listen to some but, people's music, well, he's Kenny like, Omega oh God, hasn't been music. talking but, on the mic still, recently. Because he's. Dude, I've been enjoying his shit right now, though. Like him talking. That's about how like, they'll play off what we're going to talk about match. later, too. But because, anyway, because if you remember, yeah, because anyway, I don't, you've been watching so, AEW. He's the one that supposedly built the set. So, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. so they're, they're going to play it off. The whole thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it makes sense, too. I want to watch Being the Elite because they, they released it today. So I'm sure that they probably have something as like an Easter egg and be like, fuck, we fucked it up, right? Because they've done that with some of the Because they like, started with, uh, it with uh, Matt, Matt Seidel John Moxley uh, or afterwards, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so like the, the batch was a lot shorter than I expected. It, it was 25 like minutes long, dude. Kenny Omega got it was almost the longest match. Well, I mean, like, I thought it was going to go like 40 minutes or something, honestly. I thought the ring was going to explode. And then they were going to keep wrestling or some shit, or at least that's what I was thinking, because I thought that they were going to make it like seem like he is not coming back for a while, because I didn't think Moxley was going to win, right? And it made sense for them to do this match, because the last one that they did was ages ago, the last hardcore match that they did, and they pulled out this superplex on a bed of barbed wire. So it's like, how do you top that? Of course, you probably go to like even worse, like if you're ending a feud, this is probably but the these one explosions that you end were the lame. feud on, right? I mean, even during yeah, the that's match, it like, was like I get the barbed wire was real and all that shit, I, but the explosions were more like fireworks that were sparklers with smoke. I mean, even during the match, it was like really. Oh yeah, and I think that. Uh, I think at one point one of them got in Kenny. Omega's oh yeah, when he asked for the water, like, legit though. That was the only time yeah, he, asked he, asked he asked for yeah, the water. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think that he just got something just in his eye, and he had to get it out. But like, there was a few botches in it, but also at the same time, the match was decent. Like because. Like, this is the main thing, right? Most of the exploding barbed wire death matches have always been overseas, like in, in Japan and stuff. So most of the time in USA, they're a lot stricter when it comes to this shit. So I didn't think that they but, were going to actually do Like, if anything... But that's like why they had to... About uh, that was pre-taped, right? Limit stuff, and the, yeah. And that's why I think that this ending... There is there is no fucking way that they did this legit. <laughs> they pre-taped the shit and was like, "Yeah, this is good." <laughs> oh well, I, no, I think fire no marshals probably kept There's them from no doing. But you know, at the same time, like I said, one of the things they could have done well, was destroy the ring. Like the ring could have dropped. Like when Big Show or Braun Strowman hit the ring and it yeah. collapses, that's something they could have done. In addition to yeah. the blowing up stuff, that's the well. I mean, also at the same time, they could have done something where it was like in an empty arena, or like they did it in the like, and they did it where Kenny Omega set it up. Like, he, and it ain't even on the property, right? It's in this. They big could, but you know, I was like I was hearing it was pre-taped, but it doesn't do... seem like it was pre-taped based on the on the Twitter stuff. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There is no fucking way with that ending. Yeah. With the ending that it was pre-taped. Because it looked like it was weak as fuck. <laughs> I just gotta talk about like the whole match was good, right? And we've talked about like the weak sauce ending 
with the fucking Roman Reigns match. Yeah, I talked was, about it yesterday like that it was, it was lamer than the when Roman Reigns handcuff uh, ending. Yeah, and it, and that's sad yeah. to say, too, because I really enjoyed it for like what it was. I love how Eddie Kingston came out but to yeah, protect but, him. I but, love you know, that shit. I would have thought it was the, dope. See, it but made the problem sense, they made know? with it, you know, is to continue the gimmick. What they should have done was gotten up really fast. If they, you know, and act like, what the hell? That was it? You know, and I'm talking about Eddie Kingston and and John Moxley. That should have been on air acting like that. And that's what makes me think they weren't expecting it to be that shitty. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe stuff didn't go like when they uh like when they put it together like some of the stuff didn't go off when it was supposed to right to make it like a giant explosion well or also at the same time they couldn't the funny thing is is i don't think i don't think the the worst part or whatever was the explode like the firework part because like i said that was not even as bad as like when kane enters the ring and throws the fire on the edges of the the turnbuckles. But what I felt was the worst part of the ending yeah. was Eddie Kingston and John Moxley acting like the explosion messed them up. That was the worst. Oh, yeah. That was fucked the, them up. Yeah, yeah that was like, the worst yeah, part Eddie because was knocked out. it's like, okay, I understand that if it would have went off, but they should have played that off during the telecast. Like, what the hell? That's all it was. Oh, yeah. Like, like it would have been hilarious as shit like for John like, Moxley to see, say that at it, the end of the pay per view, what he thing. said on the taping, or you know what you what I showed you on Twitter. Oh yeah, it would have been oh, hilarious yeah. for him like to say that on the, the pay per view. Like, ended. get up and go. What? Kenny Omega's as bad at blah blah blah. Like he said, he should have done, and that would have made. Yeah. That would have en- like that would have made that shit. ending make sense. <laughs> but with them acting like it was supposed to blow them yeah. up and then they're going to act like something later. Okay, now I saw it. I missed it the first time. Uh with the flash yeah. and all that. Well, that's not like I liked how like the good brothers came out and they were really trying to protect it. Like, I was wondering why it was still rigged to blow at one point. I was like, so it's still going? I would have thought that they would have been done after this. But yeah. then they did that thing, and I was like, that was it? And I think that was the problem with oh, it everyone. Is. Well, was that but I think, like, like from it? my perspective, though, like, based on the, the reaction, it had to point. have been planned to be worse. Because... Like they were waiting for oh, yeah. it to be. It had to have been worse. And then, and then it didn't. Something... And then, so they had. That's why I think that, like, something didn't go off when it was supposed to. Right. It would like, be nice to uh, know what it was. Any of the stuff so, like, maybe being the elite, I'll explain that or whatever you're talking about. I don't normally watch that. Oh, yeah. If anything, they'll probably be because like, when they talk to Tony do? Khan, like, how did you all that this? I've uh, seen no. is that that's how it was supposed to end, and 
they're going to play it off later on Dynamite because of fire marshals uh, and stuff with people in the arena. Yeah. That's all they could do. Yeah. See that that's the that's the problem when it comes to that too. Is that okay if the fire marshals wouldn't allow you to do it and this and that, why didn't you just end it where it was at? Like instead of adding the but, the stuff oh, at the end. They, yeah, been I get like, that, oh, but it would have been fucking hilarious if they would have done no, if they would have ended oh, it that way, and, it that yeah, way and then if like, Moxley would have said that at the end, shit. that would have been hilarious, and it would have made sense. Like, everybody would have said, oh, that's how they ended it. Okay, that, I get it. And that would have made Kenny even a bigger heel because he's an idiot, you know, and, and Moxley would have gotten over because he yeah. lost, but it was in a kind of a – and Eddie Kingston still would have gotten over because – and then he came out to save him, thinking Kingston it was going to be worse. Yeah, I mean, so it's like they're all in a win-win, even if they they played it off that way. But now the way it came off is it came off like they fucked something yeah. up, and it will it will always be remembered that way to me. Even if they say that's all they could have done, well, they could they should have played it off differently though, because it just yeah. was not <laughs> yeah good. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's why. Um, that's why I said, like, even the finish of the match at first, I was like, "Shit, that's how they're gonna end it." I mean, dude, the the move was brutal. Like them setting up the fucking one wing angel on the chair and shit. It, it would make sense for anybody to get like to not fucking back out of the pen. But that's why I was like, "Okay, this has to put him out for a while." But then when that went off, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, I feel bad for AEW. It's like, damn, dude, you should have just not done the match totally. You know, you could have came up with, like, a different death match instead of doing the exploding one. Or at least had exploding parts to it, but not, like, done the whole exploding the ring yeah. thing. And it just looked like weak sauce. Because That's why I know that it wasn't pre-taped. Was because if they would have done that shit, like where it was actually taped, and, and like they could have had nobody in the arena, they would have probably been able to do a little bit more. Like they could have like edited it where like it's like the fire thing, like when they dropped the fire on the fiend, right? How it cut away and it cut, went back, and it was a fucking mannequin or or, or whatever in his place. They could have done something, and then like had the full explosion with nobody in the ring, right? And and then just had, like, they did that stuff and then cut back to, like, both of them being, like, all charred and hurt and stuff like that. They could have done it, but that's the problem. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, I was bitching about the finish. I mean, still, I would much rather, like, think that this is better than elimination chamber and a bunch of other shit but whatever yeah. it is what it is <laughs> but uh all right so for the next episode we're gonna do it for our thousand play episode where like we were doing a special episode so uh we were gonna do it this week but then found out revolution was happening so next week we're gonna be doing uh a thousand play special which I don't know if I should reveal it like now 
or just make it a surprise. But uh, what's it called? If you guys want to check out for that, because we're very thankful for you guys even listening to the channel for like, because it's almost been about a year since we started this. So it's nice knowing that we've made it this far. Like, I'm surprised, honestly, because it's only been about a year and we're still like up to a thousand plays on the channel. It's just crazy. So we just yep. felt like doing yep. something special for y'all. So check that out next week. We'll just surprise you, <laughs> I guess, for the time being. <laughs> well, it'll have to be in between so, because what and, the week uh, after that is uh, fast lane, isn't it? No, the week after. The week what, after next week uh, or what? Oh, the, uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's fast lane at the next. Yeah, I think it's like the one at the end of the month or whatever. Yeah, but uh, for all of us at the Heart of Geek, I guess we uh, you uh, we will talk to you yep. guys in the next po- uh, episode. Peace. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Out. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.